Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Religion often seems to people to being bound to a lot of rules and regulations. When it comes to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the message of the Bible, it speaks about setting people who are in bondage and bringing them into freedom. The greatest illustration of this biblical picture of salvation is how God brought a whole people who were in bondage back in the the second millennium BC, somewhere around 1400 BC, how God brought a people, the people of Israel, who were in bondage to Pharaoh in Egypt, how he, by his great power he set them free and then brought them into a relationship with himself. He entered into a covenant with them. They became God's people. The gospel picture of salvation is also the same, of the same kind. We are in bondage to sin and to various fears, to Satan and his threats. We are in bondage to sin because what naturally comes out of our self as we are born into this world and grow up is tainted by sinful impulses, by self-centeredness, attitudes and behaviors which are not pleasing to God. In, In a real way, we have inherited this through the fall of our first parents. And we are fallen with them. And the gospel or the good news of God is something that reaches out to us to set us free, to liberate us from this bondage. When the Apostle Paul is speaking about the gospel and how the gospel should be kept pure from distortion by addition of extraneous elements to it, he speaks about this freedom. In Galatians chapter 5, it begins by saying, For freedom, Christ has set us free. This freedom in Christ is really not a freedom to do whatever sin or what Paul himself would refer to as the flesh, that is a fallen nature character in us, wants to do. This freedom is really to do that which is good. And that which is good is everything that is approved by God. So for freedom... Christ has set us free. And he says then to the early Christians who are being assailed by ideas which restrict this freedom, that they should stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. You are already under bondage and you have been set free. When we come to this portion of the book of Galatians, The bondage he refers to is not so much a bondage to sin, but really a bondage to rules and regulations which show us our helplessness when it comes to sin. The law of God commands us in so many ways to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and strength, to love our neighbor as ourselves, even to love our enemies, to not covet, to desire what belongs to another, And we only need to go through life and have the least amount of introspection to see we fall short in so many ways. 
And the and in where we are in the book of Galatians, Paul explains to his readers that the law which God gave to Israel at Mount Sinai, in a way, exposed their own sinfulness, humanity's sinfulness, the sinfulness of the recipients of that law. The, the method of being justified, that is coming into a right relationship with God, not having our sin be a hindrance, is to have a right standing by that being just accounted to us, that being imputed to us, and God does that when we believe in him. So the example through the ages for coming into a right relationship with God is Abraham. Abraham believed God, it was reckoned to him for righteousness. What happens in, is happening in Galatians is that these Christians who came to faith in Christ through the preaching of Paul and his companions have been affected by the teaching of those who wanted to add additional regulations to their faith. There were those who wanted to bring the Christians into a form of Judaism. And they insisted that it was not only enough to believe in Christ, but also to keep the law, undergo circumcision, keep the religious calendar, etc. And Paul says, that unlike what we are wont to think oftentimes, that more is better, in this case, more is not better. More makes it nothing. If you add external legal regulations as somehow contributing to our standing before God, if you truly hold on to such an idea, then we have fallen away from the gospel, we have nullified the gospel, we have made the good news of salvation to be of no effect. So he says, look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who, who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace, for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Sometimes the thing that we rely on, we are depending on to be right with God is shown by the kind of things we do. It's not just sometimes, it's generally true. Our conduct reveals the things that we are relying on for whatever purposes, and in the spiritual realm, what we are relying on for being right with God. Maybe we are uncaring about it and going through life blindly, unmindful of the fact that one day we will be dragged before the judge of the universe and we'll have to give an account and we'll have nothing that speaks on our behalf. The only thing that adequately speaks on our behalf if the blood of, is the blood of Christ that was shed for us. Others will manifest, reveal, that they have been trusting in various other things besides Christ. I know people, dear to me, at one phase in their spiritual life, religious life, even though they profess faith in Christ for salvation, they also relied on other things. They would make votive offerings, uh, donations to special sites of this saint or that saint, covering all bases. Sometimes there are religionists who are non-discriminating toward what religion it is. They will do something to uh, obtain the favor of whatever the deity uh, that it might be connected with. This 
this attempt, like, you know, taking, buying lottery tickets is not the correct approach to be in right standing with God. We just can't cover all of our bases by supposedly doing whatever is pleasing to whoever might be the real and true one. The gospel affirms without any equivocation, any doubt that there is only one true God, the one who has been at work in history in his dealings with the people of the Bible, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, through the people of Israel, and the prophets particularly, uh, those who were devoted to him and committed to his truth, the God who has revealed himself in the person and work of Jesus of Nazareth, who is the Son of God, and the one who is God who became man in order to make us right with God through his work. If I am relying on what he has done, I will trust entirely in him. I will not resort to doing other sorts of things just in case that my bases are covered. So this is in a way what is going on. They are not so much trying to cover the bases as they are going away from a right understanding of the fullness and the sufficiency of the work of Christ. What Jesus Christ did is enough. I'm not made better by doing more things of outward religion on my own. There are things that do matter. The things that do matter are the things that bring about a transformation of the soul, of my inner being. So to the believers in Galatia, in the Galatian churches, the Apostle Paul is saying, it is not an indifferent matter if you accept this message of circumcision and also start doing the law in addition to believing the gospel. Adding to the gospel makes the gospel a non-gospel because now you are relying not on the work of Christ on your behalf, but your own keeping of the law. If you begin to seek righteousness by keeping the law, then you are obligated to keep the whole law and no one is able to keep the whole law. You need Christ precisely because you fall short. No one is able to be justified before God through the works of the law. The Apostle Paul already stated that in a previous chapter. All have sinned and come short. Whether you are, one is under the law, observe, has a high view of the law, wants to observe the law, doesn't care about the law, all have sinned and come short. And therefore, they cannot be justified by virtue of doing a bunch of stuff. Even good things, while they are necessary, they do not improve our standing. Our standing must ultimately come on the basis of what Jesus Christ has accomplished in our stead. So we read in Galatians 5.3, the Apostle Paul saying, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. This error occurs not only in the first century kind of situations where the law is added to the gospel, but also in contemporary terms. There are Christians today who believe in not only the gospel, but also believe that it's necessary to keep some or all many aspects of the law of Moses, even the ones which have to do with external observances like keeping the Sabbath, etc. There are also Christians who have added Christian works for righteousness. So they believe that it is not circumcision now. Circumcision has been replaced by baptism, and you must be baptized to be saved. 
And the writings of the Apostle Paul himself make it very clear that he doesn't hold to such a teaching. In fact, he says, I'm glad I did not baptize many of you in Corinth. If baptism as a symbol was essential for salvation, then he would have made sure he had baptized everyone. Baptism is a symbol, but it should be understood as a symbol. There are other symbols too that Christ has given for the church, such as the communion, the partaking of the bread and wine in remembrance, in memory of what Christ did for us. Those are symbols and should be understood as symbols. When we take these symbols of truths and transform them to works of righteousness, which by the doing thereof confer some kind of standing for us before God, we have altered and we have compromised the gospel. And it is not just a small thing. So it's not like saying it is if you believe plus do extra works, uh, observe uh, rules and regulations about attire or special days of the week or the year or special diet or other requirements, what you listen to, what you don't listen to, all of these things. When you add those things, it is not a harmless thing or, or even an improvement on the gospel. The Apostle Paul says, all such additions, in fact, nullify the gospel. Any view of a right standing where we think we are improving our standing by our external deeds is a threat, is an attack against the gospel because it's a misunderstanding of the sufficiency and the necessity of the work of Christ on our behalf. We are saved by faith. Faith is putting our entire trust in God. And the message that God gives us now is that we believe in his son who died for sinners. He died completely, fully to justify us, to reconcile us with God. Nothing was left out in his work. We should rely on him and rely on his spirit to give us a true new life by our life and heart and thoughts being changed by God's power. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.